Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli, equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yuniel Badiachi. Hi, Shanil. We have a very interesting topic today. I know you, you are the one who told me that uh, October is Mental Health uh, Month. Do you have any thoughts about that month or, you know, uh, just maybe about mental health uh, in general? Any? Yeah, yeah, that's thanks, Jonathan. So, so I think, you know, firstly, there's we're always hearing about, you know, every month is like a different month or a different day dedicated to different things. And I think on the podcast, we, we, we're fairly neutral on, on, on most things. We, you know, we don't really stop and pick out something, yeah. but I think mental health is definitely synonymous with, with young professionals. And um, it's, it's an obstacle um, if, if we're not careful about it. So, so I think, you know, highlighting it is, is really key, even though October has passed, making sure that, uh, you know, going into December, going into the new year, we we still having those discussions because it's quite key. To yeah, yeah, and I love how you highlight young professionals, Chenille. We often have friends in uh, different fields, and uh, we hear a lot about people not coping, whether it be with workload or, uh, you know, even the fact that you might be underpaid and you need to be juggling, you know, work and uh, real life at home like so many issues, uh, which makes it for me a very important topic to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, also in, in Africa, at least, there's, there's so many different cultures and the perceptions around mental health, I, I don't always know if it's positive across all of the cultures, hey? at, least, at least in my experience. So I think maybe that, that's a nice segue into that discussion. Um, yeah. you know, growing up, what, what sort of perceptions were there around mental health from from your perspective yeah you know that's a that's a very good question so you know in in my in my culture uh mental health was there wasn't there wasn't like a spotlight on on mental health Uh, i think often it was phrased more as uh you know something that doesn't happen to like you know like people from africa It, it sounded like a very uh, Western world, rich people type uh, problem. Like, how can you have problems with your, you know? Well, that has been that has been my personal experience about it. And often, for example, things like depression were often made to be synonym synonym uh, to be synonyms with things like a bad mood, which is not the case, right? You know, those are two completely different things. So I think. The, the crux of the issue in, in my experience has been a general lack of understanding on what mental health or mental illness is uh, and issues around uh, those particular subjects. Uh, what, what has been your experience, Shania? Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's, it's pretty similar. Um, if, if I, and, and you know, there's this small things when I think back um, retrospectively where I could actually see that these were cases of or, or coping mechanisms that you know weren't always, I guess, positive for for mental health because in in our sort of communities and stuff, that's that's never discussed, right? The the issues around mental health or depression. 
Um, I think we, if you have a broken arm, it's easy to see that. And that's something that's bad and requires medical attention. But yeah. if you're like depressed or you, you, you know, you don't like where you are, whatever it is, that's, that's something that like, you must just get over. That's, mm. that's usually been the, the case. Yeah. And I remember, you know, uh, someone telling me about, you know, the drinking culture in, 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 for example, in South Africa, for, for example, you know, it's one of the highest, uh, you know, highest drinkers in the world. And, you know, someone was like, maybe it's also attributable to things like that, you know, because alcohol is a drug that, uh, you know, allows you to like, maybe not, you know, worry about things that you were worrying about. And, you know, there, there are quite a lot of indicators that show that mental health is an issue. But I, I don't think we just understand it uh, to the level we're supposed to. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I mean, you, you often hear, especially I think in, in sort of the, the communities that, that I'm from, at least like sometimes, you know, uncles or whoever, they just go out for like a few hours at a time to go and buy bread or milk. So they'll be gone for like an hour or two, but the shop isn't far. <laughs> And and what they're doing is they're just chilling in the car, maybe having a beer, <laughs> you know, after they buy the bread and milk, because they just want time to to sort of, I, I guess, get their, their mind, yeah, just just a time out. And for me, that that's a mechanism, whether it's positive or negative, that's one thing. But but that's when I started to see that like, there, there is actually these these mechanisms that have started to surface, yeah, um, because nobody's talking about it directly. It needed to come up in other ways. Yeah, no, I th- I think I think it's. Uh, you know, luckily we have, um, we managed to get the view of a actual registered clinical psychologist uh, to come on the show and uh, to give us just a brief overview on mental health, um, what causes mental health uh, issues, and, you know, just her take on how it affects us as, as Africans as well. Hey guys, I'm so, so glad that you're speaking about this. Um, last month was October, so it's Mental Health Month. Um, and it's really important that we keep having these conversations, especially because no one is immune to mental health issues, especially young professionals. Life these days is very difficult. Um, there's a lot of stress, a lot of sleep deprivation, and we're seeing more and more young professionals who are struggling with anxiety and depression um, or needing to use things to get through the day. Um, Certain industries are very intense um, and often um, there's quite bad coping mechanisms that happen. So I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Um, So in a nutshell, mental health and mental illness are something that are very human um, there is no there is no real uh, prevention um, to who can have a mental illness or mental health struggles um, it's really often about what kind of environment you're in how you take care of yourself and I think part of what people need to know is that often um, it's our childhoods that affect how we manage later on um, no matter how much you try. So, for example, um, the way that we're raised as children can often reinforce whether we are um, resilient or not. If we had very critical parents, it can make us very insecure as adults. If we had very anxious parents, it can make us anxious as adults. Um, If we had parents who are very harsh, it can make us uh, prone to depression or anxiety. 
And so um, it's often the seeds are kind of set up in childhood. Some things can be genetic. Um, for example, families can have um, genetic predispositions to certain mental illnesses. Um, and then often what happens is those genes can be activated or not within you. And that's often related to the other things we go through, other traumas, our environment. And so then the genes can be switched on or switched off. So, for example, something we see in South Africa is that because so many people are very traumatized as children, the genes for something serious like schizophrenia can be turned on quite easily with things like weed or um, a, a, a trauma later, like, for example, having a miscarriage or something like that can just literally flip the switch. Um and lead into a mental illness. So the thing is, you often don't know what genes you might be carrying, and you also don't know necessarily how your childhood may have set you up to succeed or fail. And because South Africa, we we have parents who struggle a lot. We have a lot of poverty. We have a lot of parents who are traumatized themselves, whether historically um, through things like apartheid and generational trauma, which um, leads to genetic changes that we know about. So, for example, we see in South Africa a lot of grandchildren of parents who were, of grandparents who were very traumatized by apartheid. The children often show the medical side effects or the mental illnesses down the line because the genes would have been altered by trauma in grandparents and then the way that parents and then later grandchildren inherit them um, can then show what happened. Um, and this is really important to understand because we have a lot of this in South Africa. And even though somebody may have come a long way and their grandparents and parents may have set things up to allow them to succeed better than their parents or grandparents did, you often don't know what um, legacy you might be carrying. Um, and that's, that's really important to always remember. So, for example, the science behind mental illness is that there's a lot of things interwoven together. So, like I said, there's genes, then there's your environment, and then there's who you are as a person. Certain people are born with a predisposition to be anxious or depressed, or it's just something that you often can be born with. And then how that um, affects you later is that often if you're prone to being depressed, um, certain things in life will affect you possibly more than someone else. And then that affects your brain chemistry. So the more stress you have, we know that that affects your serotonin levels, as well as your noradrenaline, GABA and dopamine in your brain. Different neurotransmitters in your brain are involved in different mental illnesses. So for example, low levels of serotonin, which are caused by stress, um, can set off anxiety or depression. Very high levels of dopamine can set off um, schizophrenia. And then um, imbalanced neurotransmitters can set off bipolar. So what we're seeing a lot of is that there is still huge stigma um, around accessing uh, mental health services. 
And I really like to demystify this for people because there is no one who can't benefit from therapy. We see CEOs, we see people who are struggling with unemployment, we see young people, we see old people, we see children. Um, there is no one who is immune, despite what you might think. And to get help is actually something that is really responsible to do and not a sign of weakness at all, which is a huge myth that we have that accessing help means that you're weak. And actually, it means that you're really strong because to come and talk to someone is the best thing that you could do to make sure that you can manage life, that things don't become worse that you don't put yourself in a situation where depression can escalate to a point where you might be suicidal. Um, and we are really seeing an epidemic of suicide in our country. We are losing people every minute to suicide and often from things that are related to stress around how they feel that they're succeeding or not, comparing themselves to others. Um, social media is a huge issue with how people feel that others are always doing better than them. Um, and this kind of sense of comparison can often make you feel like you're very alone and that you're doing so much worse than others or you're not coping. And the reality is what we see on social media is often just the highlight reel. It's somebody's best moments because that's what we as a society are taught to share. We're not taught to share weaknesses, we're taught to share success. Um, and what this does is it makes us feel that everyone else is doing amazingly, that they're managing so well, and that can make you be very critical or hard on yourself if you feel that you're struggling. In certain industries that our young professionals are in, there's even more pressure, um, especially in spaces like law, advertising, and accounting. We see a lot of a lot of late nights, a lot of a culture of just suck it up and work hard and very little emphasis on work-life balance which is a huge thing because no matter how resilient you are if you're being sleep deprived or working very long hours that stress takes a toll on you mentally it affects your body physically it can set you up for not only mental illness but lots of other lifestyle diseases like high blood pressure cancers and um, digestive issues um, and that's a large part of what we're seeing in different industries who are not supporting their employees to live healthy, balanced lives. Um, and a lot of this is related to capitalism. And I think the push to always succeed, to always be driving things like profit and um, and that often leaves our employees struggling because they are not being supported in a way that is nurturing or um, in environments that help build people up. Often people are broken down by different companies um, if they are not performing at their best all the time. And that's just not a realistic standard to set for people. So I think it's really important for everyone to know that there is no person who is immune that there's a lot of complex factors going on and especially that it is never, never a bad idea to seek help. There are ways to seek help no matter what you're earning. Um, there are always ways to find low-fee low scheme therapists, to use NGOs, to use government services. Um, and that's a big thing that we see people needing help but not necessarily knowing how to reach out. Um, and the answer is that there is always a way and there's 
always people ready to help. That's part of what we do. Um, and just to know that no matter who you are or what your background is, um, culturally, racially, um, language, there is always someone who um, can help you and to keep going sometimes people have a bad experience or they have a therapist that they don't enjoy and that's absolutely fine as therapists we're all different and some some of us may match someone better than someone else so if you don't have a good experience please please do try again um you often never know exactly where the right fit might be um, and we really don't want to lose more of our young professionals to suicide or addiction because we're seeing that more and more. Yeah, I, I really like those, those clips and I think she's got such some, some really great content and really great um, points around that. And I think, uh, I think from, from a personal point of view, Something that I probably don't do well is is um, the the coping mechanisms around this. Uh, you know, when you start to think about how you can optimize your life, things like going to bed at the same time, um, you know, having having a set routine, calming down your mind, um, yeah. finding different activities that that can help like calm you down. All of these things are things that I, I know that I need to practice, but I haven't dedicated um, enough effort and enough time. To following through on those so so those are things that i think personally i could i could execute better you know jordan does a brilliant job in explaining uh you know mental health issues that's potentially happening uh, in the world that we live in today you know that sort of nurture nature discussion where she talks about uh mental health uh being uh, a genetic issue or might be an issue in the way that you were brought up, I think brings to light the various causes that might uh, cause a men mental illness. You know, that was new, new to me, Chanel. What were your thoughts on, on, on sort of that dissection of mental health? Yeah, so, so you know, I think, I, I, like I said, I've, I've never given it a lot of thought. And, and like I said, I, I should probably think about it more and more. But the way that she broke it down makes sense. It's just something I've never noticed or never known before. Because, you know, when you think about mental health, everything's really relative, right? So you could be um, in, in an extremely stressful job. So, you know, maybe you're a medical professional where you're um, functioning on quite a few hours of sleep and you're in a high-pressure situation. And yeah. the way that you feel might be quite similar to someone who's got, you know, an internal-facing job where there's no real deadlines, no real pressure. But that person is just more like highly sprung so they they're more susceptible to stress and they just stress themselves out and, and all of those things so the way that you're feeling or the way that you're reacting is, is you know you, you're feeling something quite similar and and that's that's affecting you negatively yeah yeah and i i like the characterization of you know any mental Ill illness that one might have you know as the scientific you know, background that you're sort of giving that chemical imbalance. I think that's important for people to know because often you hear people uh, say stuff like, as, as I was saying, like, you know, growing up, if someone 
was 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 not in a good mood it'll be like oh why are you depressed i oh, just cheer up you know that sort of thing uh, it, it sort of minimizes the sort of the underlying condition you know it's a chemical imbalance that in some cases actually needs treating you know you don't just snap out of a it's not like a bad mood, good mood, you're going to feel happy. And I, I think that characterization is important because that's often where people also don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, there's, there's some interesting, um, I guess, theories and I don't know if you call it mechanisms, but I guess points of views around this. Um, so, so, you know, one of, one of the most interesting things that I think I've, I've read recently um, comes from, you know, there's, there's people out there, if you're feeling underpaid or if you, um, working extremely hard, maybe in a job that you don't like and, and you don't feel like where you, you know, you, you, you aren't really where you want to be. There was such an interesting view saying that you should take everything that you're doing as like, this is your purpose. So for example, if you, if I'm doing excels at, at any given point in time, then this is my purpose. This is what I'm doing now. And this is something that I need to dedicate myself to because it's, it's my, like my, my fulfillment. It's, it's, this is my purpose at this present moment. Yeah. And, and what I like about that is firstly, it's, it's teaching you to just sort of go and, and immerse yourself in whatever you're doing and really be present, which is something that I think that a, a lot of people don't do enough of. I know I don't. Mm, mm. I think you are touching on something that's really important, especially for young professionals. That lack of purpose uh, is something that causes, you know, personally for me, uh, a lot of stress, you know, being in a role where, and I, I think like finding that purpose is, 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 is sort of an exercise that becomes important for you to not, to not fall into uh, a, such a spiral uh, uh, so, so I think that's important. And, you know, Shneel, I'd, I would actually connect this to spirituality because, you know, one of the coping mechanisms I hear quite a lot is things like meditation, like you should meditate and stuff like that. And uh, I think, you know, whether you believe in religion or not, you, you need to find that spiritual out outlet. Well, for me, I think, because, uh, for example, if you're religious, you'll have your sense of purpose through your religion. And, you know, uh, if you don't believe in religion, maybe you meditate and you can find that purpose by yourself. But uh, I, I think spirituality plays a, a, a big role in assisting people with finding purpose um, and helping with mental health issues uh, in a way that's not even spiritual. That's that's my own. That's just my my own take. What are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think the firstly, it's it's always great to get the the professional insights as we've as we've heard, you know, this this clip that was played, um, and and sort of going into that. But but I think the the sort of the discussion around coping mechanisms and like you're saying, spirituality, nature versus nurture, all of these ideas, they they're really subjective, right? So yeah. what works for someone won't necessarily work for somebody else. Um, yeah. and, in, and in my experience, I, I haven't really, um, I've tried meditation and things and maybe I haven't done it properly, but yeah, I don't think that that has been sort of my way of, of calming myself down. Cause I've tried that. I've tried doing art, something more artistic, like painting. Yeah. Um, and that also didn't really work for me. That stressed me out more because, you know, I started doing a painting and then I, I can't stop until I finish it. So then it became like a thing that I needed to do. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't relaxing. Yeah. Uh, yeah so so i think that's you know different strokes um 
yeah I've, i've heard meditation is awesome so i think i need to maybe you know go for a course or something on it because like because i don't think i'm doing it properly yeah and, no but yeah. i think you're underlying something important there like different stro- pe- different things work for different people is a, a brilliant 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 take especially when we're talking about mental health i'll also want to add that uh it's also a process right uh, it's not a, i've arrived at being the most mentally healthy that I'll and I'm going to stay there so m- mental health is a process you know where you find mechanisms that allow you to cope you know uh and and you work on that continuously it, it's almost it's it's not a standstill process i don't know if that's making sense so it's, it's yeah it's yeah more, it is yeah not a destination but more of a process which you need to constantly be working on all the time yeah and i think it would be interesting to hear from other people you know do people see psychologists is this something that's sort of become normal for young professionals or or what sort of coping mechanisms are out there that has been helpful and yeah. um, that we then you know i guess push to our other listeners and let them know that these are the things that have been working um from yeah. from a lot of listeners yeah. Yeah and I I think uh, that that uh, chat you're uh, uh, talking about hearing what other people would say is is absolutely important cuz I think we're just posing a lot of questions here uh, especially in a, a topic like so nuanced like like mental health uh, it's important to hear everyone else's opinion but what what's your thought about accessibility you know I like I I've been to a therapist you know I think I was quoted something like 1000 rand or uh 900 grand an hour you know I, mean, i think my medical aid covered uh, about 10 visits a year or or something like that but accessibility is an issue isn't it like that's those are astro- astronomical like rates like do people even afford to to go to therapists you know like i i think those are very- yeah i definitely agree with you i think especially you know if you're coming from the context of like you're saying it it seems like you know culturally we had quite a similar view on on mental health so if it's yeah. seen as something that isn't you know it it's it's not number one priority it's not the dentist or it's not the doctor so yeah. how do we how do we start to normalize it and integrate it into society i think the first thing is creating as little barriers as possible and and price is definitely a big barrier for for a lot of young professionals you know we We, we we trying to save we trying to do this we trying to invest we trying to also have a good time um so so i think yeah you know there's there's so many other ways or the opportunity cost is so high yeah um, for for yeah. the for for mental health or for to see a psychologist that yeah. we we often just overlook it because we say like a thousand rand like sure <laughs> but i like i, I like money. that i like that jordan actually works in the public sector you know so she's a, yeah. so maybe, yeah. so maybe they it's probably the facilities are there to do it but it's probably maybe like not enough for uh, as a as a ratio to the total population and stuff like that because uh, i'm sure there's also like you can go see a therapist at a public hospital but uh, you know it's probably more difficult to 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 find one yeah and i think it would be interesting to hear you know other people have you guys found cheaper alternatives um that have been as as effective so you know is has has this experience been digitized in some way and yeah. i think that would also be quite interesting to to hear if if anyone's come across anything like that Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, please do reach out uh across all our channels, Twitter, uh Facebook, LinkedIn, uh Instagram, and yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts.
thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at yp underscore Africa. That's yp underscore Africa. And if you've missed an episode, don't stress. You can catch up on our YouTube channel, yp underscore Africa. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. That's it from us, guys. See you next week.